Good to be worshiping with all of you this morning. Thank you for the way that you have uh, sung those praises with us. Thank you for celebrating the not only the, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, but his resurrection from the grave. Thank you for being ready to spend some time on the Word today. Thank you, praise team, for the way you've led us. For uh, Todd and Brandon, the way that they've led us before the throne this morning, it's been awesome to be here. I hope you've been already just lifted up by worshiping with us this morning. It's been an awesome morning together. I want to jump right into our lesson today. We started talking, as Brandon mentioned earlier, about next level relationships. Last week, we started talking about what it means to take these different relationships that we have in our lives and take those things to the next level. Um, and, and whether that's a friendship, whether that's a, a connection with a coworker, uh, whether that is, uh, you know, a marriage, whether that's, uh, you know, a relationship with our kids or kids with their parents or whatever, whatever different connections that we have, looking at different relationships that we have and wanting to take those things to the next level. One to, to uh, not necessarily, you know, it, it may not necessarily be a relationship that needs a major overhaul. It may just need a little bit of tweaking. It may need something that, that just needs to be better, or it may need a major overhaul, uh, you know, whichever. We're going to improve it. We're going to take, we're going to move forward and, and keep from being stagnant uh, in this relationship anymore. Now, keeping that in mind, this morning, we're going to talk about next level marriages. And I know that, that uh, sometimes when, when, when we have sermons, we have worship services that are focused on marriages. Let me, let me kind of give this disclaimer, okay? I realize with a, with a room this many people in, we got a whole lot of different walks of life that we're going through right now. And I realize that as we talk about and focus on marriages, that not everybody in this room is married. So, you know, we got people who are, who are single who have never been married. And we got, you know, teenagers who are obviously single and may not even be thinking about marriage. Hopefully not at this point in their lives, right? Um, uh, we got uh, people who were married once and aren't married anymore. And so there's some people in this room that I already know when they, there, there may even be some people that if they knew ahead of time, this is what we're talking about this morning, chose not to be here. Uh, and there's some of you that may have walked in and then, then you saw the sermon talking and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear about this. I don't even want to be here this morning. Hang in there, okay? <laughs> Stay with us if you would. I also know that there's all sorts of different levels of, you know, relationships with each other. There's folks in here that are, that are dating someone, maybe getting really serious, maybe even thinking about uh, getting married and just haven't taken that step yet. There's people that are engaged. There's people that, that maybe uh, have even been married for a very short time, just a few years in, still trying to figure out what this married life is all about. And there's some in this room that have been married uh, for, for a really long time, depending on how you define a really long time. And things are actually good. Like, why would I need to hear a, a lesson on marriage? Because my marriage is great. And I hope it is. God bless you if it is. So I realize that as we're talking about marriages, there's people that are that may be thinking to themselves, well, I don't really need to hear this lesson, or I, I've already got things the way that they need to be, or I, I understand that ahead of time, but I really feel like, and I've I've prayed about this this week. And I really believe that there's gonna be something that we're gonna share together this morning that's gonna be a benefit to you. Or Someone that you know. Because even if you're not currently married, even if you're not currently dating someone looking forward to getting married, I bet there's some things we talk about. And you have a coworker, you have a family member, uh, you have a close friend that could benefit from some of the things that we're sharing. And so I hope that you can stay focused with us and, 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 and um, connect with us throughout this lesson um, together this morning. I got a lot of stuff in my heart to share. And a very brief amount of time to share it. So I'm going to move as quickly as I can. One more disclaimer. I have no expectation 
of talking to you for however long I talk to you and marriage is fixed. That'd be awesome if I had that kind of power, okay? That'd be, I, I would like not do this anymore and go make a whole lot of money doing that. That'd be awesome. That's not my plan this morning. What I want us to be able to share together is some things that when we look at our current marriage relationship or future marriage relationship, how can I take that connection, that relationship to the next level where it's not stagnant, where we're not just coexisting, where we're not just floating through life and not really connecting, not really growing? How do I, how do I step forward? How do, I, how do I take that to the next level? That's what we're talking about today. Okay? I want to remind us of the two questions that we talked about last week. When we're dealing with any relationship and deciding, does this need to go to the next level? There's a couple of questions that we have to answer. I want to remind you of these, uh, if you weren't, for sure, if you weren't here last week or if you've uh, forgotten since last week. The first question is this, do I want anything to be different? Before I can start taking things to the next level, I got to be honest with myself. Do I want anything to be different than what it is now? I may be completely happy and content with the way things are now. And I may be in this relationship, and at least from my perspective, I may be thinking everything's fine. Yeah, there's, th there's things that could be better, but I'd rather coast through and keep doing what I'm doing. Do I truly want something to be different than what it is now? To be better than what it is now? To grow in any way, uh, in, any way in this relationship? Because until I actually want that, I'm not going to do anything different. And I can listen to sermons and I can talk to people and I can, uh, you know, read different blogs and all these sorts of things about how to do things different with whatever the relationship is, including my marriage. But until I really want something to be better than what it is, it's never going to be any better. And the second question that I need to answer is, okay, if I want something to be better, if I want something to be different than what it is now, what am I willing to do different? Is there anything that I'm willing to do different? Am I willing to take some different actions? Am I willing to have a different attitude? Am I willing to change some habits? Are there some things that I'm willing to do different in order for this relationship to be different? Because I can use the word and say, man, I wish things were better. I wish things were, impro were improved. I wish things w in this relationship could go to the next level. And it's all talk until I back it up with action. And I can even be guilty of pointing at the other person. If that person would just fill in the blank. If that person was more patient, if that person was better with their finances, if that person would do, would change this habit, if that person would change this attitude, and I'm completely looking at the other person as being the only issue that's going on with this relationship, as being the only reason why this relationship won't go to the next level. And I need to be honest with myself. What do I need to do different? What is something that I could do different than what I'm currently doing to take this relationship to the next level? And so that's what I want us to be thinking about as we talk about marriages. Again, it, it may not be that, that the marriage is, is on life support and completely falling apart. Can we just do things better? Can things be better now or in, in the future than what they are now? Can we take this to the next level? I think as we think about that when it comes to the marriage relationship, I think when you talk about what things could be different, what could we change uh, what could I improve on? There's kind of some areas that, that in general, I think are at the core of the changes that we need to make uh, in order to take things to the next level. That didn't come out right. I want to explain it a little better, okay? There's all sorts of reasons we can look at. We can talk about finances. We can talk about um, conflicts. We can talk about 
um, kids. We can talk about all sorts of things with, that, that could be the source of the problem in our marriage. And I don't think that's necessarily getting down to the core of it. There's some core issues that I think are at the heart of almost every reason that we come up with why this marriage won't go to the next level. One of those would be in the area of honesty. And we talked about this last week, about the, the need in any relationship for complete honesty. Not just making sure that we're telling truths and, and, and not just, um, you know, that we're, that we're not lying, that we're not being deceptive, but being genuine, being sincere, being honest about how we feel and about who we are. Being completely vulnerable and, and willing to let this other person know all the awesome stuff about us and all the stuff that we wish nobody else knew. And being completely open about those things. Now, if there is a problem in your marriage with telling lies and with deception, that is obviously a problem you need to address. Because that's going to continue uh, to be a problem and continue to keep this marriage from going, from going to the next uh, the next level but even just even just being open and honest with each other about things like am i happy right now what what are the things that i'm fearing about myself about our future about our relationship what are my frustrations what are the things that i'm i'm really excited about and i just don't share those things with you what are the things that i value in you and i don't tell you often enough what are the burdens that i'm carrying what are the things that i'm struggling with do i do i struggle even answering any of those questions with my spouse I mean, if we're being honest with each other, the only thing that we're being honest about is what bills need to get paid this week and what the menu is for cooking at home or going out to eat. Is that the level of honesty that we have? Because until we're willing to be completely open and honest about every aspect of our lives with our spouses, we're never going to take this marriage to the next level. We talked about this verse last week, so I'll remind you of it quickly. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 25, Paul says this, each of you must put off falsehood. Stop being fake. Stop being hypocritical. Speak truthfully to your neighbor for all members of one body. Again, he's talking about the church in general, that as we're in this family, as we're believers in Jesus together and connected with each other, that we need to be honest with each other and open with each other. But folks, this is at the heart of marriage. Are there things that I'm hiding from my spouse? Are there things that we just don't talk about because we just don't want to talk about them? We don't want to be open about those kind of things? Or, you know, until, I mean, we're in this body together, we're in this relationship, we're in this marriage together. I need to be completely open and honest and not fake. I need to be sincere. I need to be genuine with this person that I'm married to. Because otherwise, this marriage is never going to go beyond where it is now. So we've got to work on our honesty. We've got to work on for lack of, I, I couldn't think of a better way to describe it than just honor. We need honor in our marriages. We live in a culture, I believe, that nowadays seems to undervalue honor somewhat. I mean, I don't care what your political party persuasion is. Get on social media, watch TV. Listen in the coffee shop. Listen to what people have to say, not just about the political views of different politicians, but about their character, about who they are. And, and talk about those people in such disparaging ways. We, we look at, at, at our movies and our TV shows and the things that we binge on Netflix and, and look at, at how disrespectful people are in general to each other. Many of you experience that in your workplaces as well. 
We just don't respect, we don't, we don't look at the other person as someone that deserves our respect, that, that deserves our honor. And, and we just don't, as a society, as a culture in general, we, we, we seem to just not put much value on honoring another person, on respecting another person, especially if we disagree with them. And I, I want to be clear, I'm not, I'm, I do not want to bash our culture and our community, and I'm not saying that our society is completely absent of respect and honor for each other, but what I am saying is that there's this greater influence in our community and, and, and a, a kind of a widespread acceptance of disrespect and criticism, and that's starting to trickle into our families. And it's affecting our homes, and it's especially affecting our marriages. And because of what's modeled for us, maybe even in our own homes, but, but because of what's modeled for us on TV or online, wives tend to, you know, often tend to view uh, their husbands or, and maybe even talk to other women about their husbands as these mindless buffoons that can't do anything for themselves. And husbands will view their wives and talk to other people about their wives as just these, these vindictive, controlling nags. I'm glad everybody's looking this way. Nobody's looking. <laughs> because those shows get the ratings. Those comments on social media get the most clicks and likes. And we buy into it. And we don't even realize we're buying into it. And it starts to affect our homes. And I'm not picking on you or anybody in this church. I feel like just looking at our culture in general, we, have, we are losing the capacity to show honor, especially to our spouses. When that seems to be one of the things that God makes vital in our marriages. If you look in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, Paul has, has gone through, in chapter 5, gone through this whole discussion of the marriage relationship. And he kind of wraps it up this way in verse 33. He says, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Paul says, the two of you need to honor each other. You need to value each other. You need to respect uh, each other. And when I'm, when I'm using this word honor, I mean, that, that when we talk about honoring someone, we're talking about giving special recognition to, treating as, as something special, something significant in our lives, someone that has significant value in our lives. Can that be used to describe how you treat your spouse? That that person that you're married to, that person that you spend every day with is someone that you give special recognition, someone that has special value beyond everybody else in your life. Do they know that? Have they seen that? Have they experienced it? Now, part of the issue is I need to try to be a person that's worthy of honor. This isn't just a, you know, I can act any way I want to, and you got to honor me because we're married to each other. That's not what, what Paul is saying. That's not what I'm saying. I need to strive to be the person that my spouse would want to honor and respect. But even if there's conflict, even if there's things that aren't going exactly the way I want them to, that's not going to ever diminish how much I value, how much I honor this person that's in my life that I'm married to, that I'm committed to. 
And if I'm not honoring my spouse, this marriage is never going to go further than where it is now. Some of us need to work on our trust. I know that seems similar to, to what we're saying when we're talking about honesty, but I need to be able to trust. If, if I'm in a dating relationship, I need to be able to trust this person that I'm dating. If I'm married, I need to be able to trust my spouse. And I need to be the kind of person that can be trusted. And when you think about trust in a marriage relationship or even a dating relationship, I mean, I don't want this person cheating on me. I don't want this person giving their affections to someone else besides me. That's, that I want to be able to trust that this person is only going to act that way towards me. So I don't want cheating to go on. I don't want, you know, trust in a, in a marriage relationship, even a dating relationship. I don't, I don't want this, this person going out and, and in, a, in a marriage relationship, I don't want my spouse to go out and have sex with somebody else besides me. I don't want emotional affairs to go on. I don't want somebody, my spouse to have this, this close, intimate, emotional connection where they can talk about anything with this other person and not me. I want to trust that I and the person that my spouse is most intimate with on every level. Does that make sense? And I want to be that person for my spouse. But trust goes beyond that. I want to be able to trust that, that uh, my spouse is going to be making good choices with finances, is going to take care of the house, is going to help with the kids and get the kids where they're supposed to be, is going to, is going to keep their word when they say, hey, this is what I'm going to do today. That's actually what they're going to do today. I need to do what I say I'm going to do, and I need to know that, that my spouse is going to do the same. I need to communicate with my spouse and know what the expectations are. What is it that you're wanting from me? How is it that I can, that I can help today? How is it that I can make your life better? I'm going to go do those things. And they trust me to make the best effort to do those things. And I can trust them to do the same. It's not always the big stuff. It can be the little things. If I say I'm going to empty the dishwasher and I don't empty the dishwasher, if I do that enough times, that starts to diminish trust. How am I going to trust you to make sure that we get the bills paid and the lights stay on if you can't even unload the dishwasher when you say you're going to? I'm not picking on anybody. I'm, just, I'm giving you examples. Trust in the little things creates trust in the bigger things. This is why Jesus says in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with, with much. We need to be able to build trust in each other. I can't grow in this relationship if I can't trust this person that I'm in, the, in this relationship with. Another area is, is the area of, of service. If this dating relationship, if this marriage is going to go to the next level, then, then it can't be all about me. And I can't just focus on what I want out of this relationship and what you need to do for me. I have to be aware of your needs and I have to want to meet those needs and do what I can to make your life better. Do, do what I can to bless you. Again, a verse that we looked at last week in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4, Paul says, each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. If both of us are trying to meet each other's needs, guess what? Our needs get met. If all I'm focused on in this relationship is what you are or are not doing for me, and I'm not really paying attention a whole lot to whatever it is that I am or am not doing for you, then that's just a one-sided relationship. That's not about serving the other person. It's not about loving the other person. It's all about me. 
And if that's the way that I'm approaching this relationship, this relationship is never going to go to the next level. I need to have a heart and a mindset that looks at you and says, what do you need from me? How can I bless you? How can I do something different to make your life better? What is it that you need from me? Sometimes the most glaring issue that's keeping a marriage from moving to the next level is that one or both people in that relationship are only focused on what they want or what they're not getting out of that connection. Now, as I said, I'm moving through those things fairly quickly. If, you, if I was to talk to somebody who is having marriage issues, who is struggling in their marriage relationship, things just aren't going well, there's, there's some kind of problem, there's, there's, there's something that's keeping this, keeping the, there, there's something that comes between us and it's keeping this relationship from going to the next level. It could be any number of things. They could talk about how, you know, some might say, well, our, our, our sex life just isn't what it should be. When we have conflicts with each other, there's always arguments, there's always disagreements. She's always yelling. He's always griping. Our finances are shot. He's getting in us in, in more debt. She's not taking care of the bills like she said she would. We got these kids, and they don't listen. They listen to me and not to her. They listen to her and not to me, and we are not on the same page as far as discipline, and, and we, don't, we, we, we have this disconnection as far as that goes. It could be even just the in-law relationship. You should hear how he talks about me in front of his parents. You should see how she treats me in front of her family. And we've got all these different reasons that we talk about that, that people can give for why this marriage, this relationship might be struggling. And I still think it boils down to one of these four things. That we're not being completely open and honest with each other about our feelings and about what's going on and, and what we're struggling with, what we're frustrated with what goals we have for this relationship. We're not honoring each other. We're, we're completely undermining each other. We're, we're insulting each other. And we, and we point fingers and say things or make snide remarks and then say, well, can't you take a joke? We're not trusting each other. We're not being the kind of people who can be trusted. We're not looking at how we can serve this other person. It's not about the finances or the chores. It's about the heart. What, I, what needs are you, what needs do you have that I'm not meeting? And how can I do that better? Folks, I, I share these things with you, and, and we could talk a whole lot more about all these things. But, but look at the list. Did you write them down? Look at them up here on the screen. What needs to be better in any one of those four things? In your marriage? In your dating relationship? In your connection with your family? If you're dating someone right now, you need to look for somebody. You need to be dating somebody who is going to be open and honest with you. Someone who's going to honor you. Someone you can trust uh, implicitly. Someone who recognizes and tries to meet your needs. You're worth it. You deserve someone like that. So don't settle for, for less. If you're in a marriage relationship right now, you need to grow in these things. There's always something that we can do more of. There's always something that we can do better. Talk to your spouse about these things. How am I not fulfilling these needs in this relationship? What do I need to, what do, I need to do? What, what are some actions I need to take? What are some mindsets I need to change that you see that I can change in me 
so that I do these better. But let's, let's get real practical for a second. How do I grow in this stuff? How do I get better at these things? I'll give you some, I'll give you some action steps real, real quick and we'll be done. How do I get better at developing more honesty? How do I get better at honoring my spouse? How do I get better at, at, at creating more trust in this relationship? How do I get better at serving my spouse's needs? First thing, you got to keep dating. You got to keep dating. In Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18, Solomon says, be happy with the wife that you married when you were young. He doesn't say be happy with your big screen TV. He doesn't say be happy with your smartphone. He doesn't say be happy with the tickets that you got to whatever concert or athletic event that you're going to. He doesn't say be happy with the clothes that you spend money on. He doesn't say be happy with the house and the neighborhood that you live in. Be happy with your spouse. Find joy in that connection because all this other stuff will work itself out. But I need to be not just, not just coasting through this relationship. I need to be happy. I need to be joyful about my connection with my spouse. And how I do that, I need to keep dating. Remember, remember folks, those of you that are married, remember what it was, when you, what it was like when you first started dating? Remember how much effort you put into it? You wanted, you wanted to put your best side forward and you wanted to, to do whatever you could to make that person happy and help them see good things about you. You even bragged about that person to other people, right? Why do we stop doing that? Well, I got her. I'm done. You need to keep dating. You need to carve out time to spend with each other. You need to spend time telling the other person what they mean to you and why. You need to honor that other person. You need to find ways to spend time uh, together, doing things together. You want your spouse to feel honored and to feel served and feel loved? Then keep dating. Go out together. Go to dinner. Go work in the yard together. Go do something together like you used to when that relationship was brand new. It'll help create more honesty and openness. It'll help create more trust, I promise you. Keep dating. Number two, stay engaged. Now, I don't mean get a ring, get engaged, and then you'll never get married. I mean, stay engaged and, 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 and be a part, be connected, be active in this relationship. Be an active part of it. Move beyond just being roommates who happen to, to pay bills and share children together. Move beyond just coexisting under the same roof. Engage in life with this person. Spend time together. Work on bills together. Volunteer together. Pray together. Make friends together. Go through your, whatever your parenting routine is together. Do chores together. The key word here is, are you getting it? Together. Be in this relationship with each other and be active in this relationship with each other. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, beginning verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. Y'all remember the old commercial? I think it's I think it's had a resurgence recently. The the lady who, you know, with the thing around, or didn't have the thing around her neck. And you remember she falls down in her house and says, "What? I've fallen." Oh, y'all know better than that. I've fallen and I can't get up. And so we get what was it, Lifeline or whatever the thing was, and now we got the magic button that can find somebody to help her get up. Now. 
Picturing that in mind, picture this woman who's laid down on the floor, she's falling, she can't get up, and imagine her spouse going, oh, that's a shame. (laughs) And we laugh about how ridiculous that is. Folks, it's happening on a regular basis in our marriages. Not that somebody's sprawled out on the floor and needs a hand getting up. Somebody, a spouse is struggling. They're struggling with hurt. They're struggling with stress. They're struggling with sin. They're struggling with depression. They're struggling with anger and resentment. And I'm married to that person. And all I can think is, oh, that's a shame. Two are better than one because if one falls, the other can be there to help them up. If I'm not engaged, if I'm not actively a part of this person's life, I'm not going to be the one to help them up. And this marriage is going to suffer because of it. I hope that makes sense. Be actively engaged in this marriage. Don't stop dating. Stay engaged. Stay faithful. When you got married, you you made vows to this person. And you need to keep them. You need to do what you said you would do. Matter of fact, that's what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 5. When you make a vow to God, don't delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. Do what you said you were going to do. And when you hear me, you know, say something like stay faithful, again, we think, you know, don't have affairs and don't get into porn and don't, don't, you know, have this emotional connection with this other person. And that's all true. That's part of being faithful. But what else did you vow yourself to? Did you vow when you got married to that person? Did you make a promise to love them? Did you make a promise to put their needs above your needs? Did you promise to stick with them no matter what? Sickness, when, they're, when, they're, when that sickness is yucky and you got to clean up after it, or when everything is going good, did you promise to stick with them when the finances aren't what you wish they would be or feel like there are no finances at all? And when things are going really well, did you promise to stay with them no matter what? Then do that. Be faithful to your promises. Be faithful to your vows. Did you promise to honor that person? Then honor that person. Do what you said you were going to do. And if you've stopped doing that in your marriage relationship, it's time to start. Am I, am I cheating on my spouse? Not just with another person, but am I cheating my spouse out of time with me? Am I cheating my spouse out of attention and focus from me? Am I cheating my spouse out of help when my spouse needs it? Stay faithful. Stay faithful to your vows. Stay faithful to your commitment to that other person. And lastly, I've already hinted at it, but I want to finish with this. Do the little things. It's not always the grand gestures that make a difference. It's not always the vase full of flowers or, or the presents you know, on birthdays and, and Christmas and Valentine's Day. It's not just doing things so that I can get something from you. It's doing the little things, maybe even the seemingly insignificant things, so that your spouse will be blessed by it. Right now, and for the last several years, just the way our routine works, my wife leaves our house before I do almost every single day. She's got to get to where she needs to be earlier than I do. And so part of my own personal routine every single morning is to make the bed. I'll be honest with you guys. I couldn't care less if the bed was made. You should have seen my bed in college. 
I didn't, not only did I not make it, I didn't wash the sheets until I went home at Christmas. So just, I don't care. That was too much? Sorry, that was too much. Okay. But I do it every day. You know why? Because it matters to her. Every day before my wife leaves the house, no matter where I am, I may be in another room ironing a shirt. I may be, I don't know, making the bed. I may be doing something different. Before she walks out the door, she comes and finds me and gives me a kiss and says, I love you. Have a good day. Now, it, she's got to be careful because she doesn't want to mess up her lipstick. So <laughs> She does it every day. You know why? Because it matters to me. That means something to me. Do the little things, folks. I mean, do the big things, too. But doing the little things tells your spouse, you are important to me. I value you. A few weeks ago, I got to hear a, a college friend of mine, his name is Nathan Miller. He was giving a uh, talk to a whole bunch of people from all over the country. And he was talking about years ago when he got to meet Truett Cathy, who was the founder and CEO of Chick-fil-A. And he got to spend some time, he, he got to go to Atlanta to the corporate office and, and actually go spend some time with Truett Cathy. And he talked about when he was going into the corporate office, when they showed up in Atlanta and he drove up and got out of the car and was walking up uh, to the door, that there was, there was this big piece of granite uh, kind of to the side of the door and, and, and uh, engraved into that granite piece were these words, it's not about the chicken. And he, and he mentioned that in his talk, and, and I'm telling you, that has resonated with me ever since he mentioned it. That wasn't even the, the whole point of his talk the day that I heard him talking to all these people, but it has stuck with me. And it has become kind of this kind of mantra right now in my life that it's not about the chicken. And I want you to understand that we're talking about doing the little things. When you, when you look at Chick-fil-A, their focus is not the chicken. The chicken's awesome, is it not? The chicken said, y'all are already mad because I'm talking about Chick-fil-A and it's Sunday. You can't go get one when we're done here this morning. And yet at the same time, you know how good those nuggets and those strips and that chicken sandwich is. But Chick-fil-A's focus is not about the chicken. Read their mission statement. Spend some time with Chick-fil-A. Look at what matters to them. Yeah, they have chicken sandwiches. They have really good food. But it's all about doing something good for their customers and for their community. That's why they do the little things like saying, my pleasure, instead of, thank you, or whatever, or move along. It's why they work hard to provide this family atmosphere. It's why they're closed on Sundays. It's why they, they get involved in the community. Am I saying that other companies don't do that? No, I just know that about Chick-fil-A. And I know that, that at the heart of what's going on at Chick-fil-A is not about the chicken. It's about blessing other people with what God's given them to use, to bless them with. When you're looking at how to meet the needs of your spouse, it's not about the chicken. I'm not going to do these things. I, I'm not going to do these things so that, so that my spouse will, will appreciate me enough to, to give me something in return. I'm not doing these things to get something out of it. I'm not doing these things so that you'll... So that my spouse will pat me on the back and say, oh, you're just so wonderful. And I, and I get, you know, little gold stars next to my name in my own mind. I want to do the little things along with the big things because 
because I want to honor my spouse and I want to honor God with how I live in this relationship and I want to be a blessing to my spouse. It's not about the chicken. It's not about doing these things to pat myself on the back. Is this a need that my wife has and I'm going to go do it? Because it's about her, not about me. Does that make sense? Do the little things, folks, because it's not about the chicken. It's about being a blessing to someone else, figuring out how to bless someone else, especially this person that you're married to. I need to be done. I can tell you, uh, when I was younger, I I had told people I was never going to get married. Bold talk, you know. I didn't want to think about it, so if I just told people it wasn't going to happen, then I didn't have to think about it. When I got into college, people were like, are you dating anybody? Are you going to get married? No, never. Not me. I can tell you, I can tell you when I started, I was already dating Christy, but when I started going, man, I'd like to get serious about this girl. I can tell you what happened. We were in a little town called Two Harbors, Minnesota. A bunch of us college students, and we went to this lady's house that was just, it should have been condemned, the kind of condition it was in. And all the pets that she had and all the pets doing the things that pets would do all over the house. She had kids that she couldn't control and that were breaking windows and tearing up the house. She had health issues and couldn't clean up. And it was, I, I can't even describe to you unless you actually saw it, how awful and nasty this house was. And so we're, we're working on making it better. We're working on getting trash out of there. And this girl that I had started dating about two months before spent hours scrubbing the nastiest toilet and bathtub I had ever seen with a smile on her face. And pausing every once in a while to sit with this woman who has some physical challenges and just talking with her. And I thought, I like this girl a lot. Because I saw how much she loved other people. Stick with me. I know y'all have been listening for a long time. In 1 John chapter 3, John says this. You don't need to just love people with words. It, it needs to move beyond just saying I love you. People need to see it. You love people with actions. And I saw how she loved other people. And I love that about her. And the longer that we dated and into our married life, the more I have experienced, not just the words, I've experienced her actions of showing me love. I'm in desperate need of forgiveness and grace and second chances and she gives it to me all the time and because she shows me that kind of love with actions I believe it through the words does that make sense that's what needs to happen in our marriages folks not just to say I love you but to actually love that other person with what we do we've experienced that kind of grace and acceptance through Jesus and I believe with all my heart that he can heal any relationship, no matter where it is. And so as we're wrapping up this morning, we're going to stand together and sing a song. I know this has been about marriages, and for some of you, that this has 
no feel to it of coming forward and saying, here's what's going on in my life. But I would challenge you as we're standing together and singing this song, if there's something that, that needs to happen to help take your marriage to the next level, and you want the prayers of this church and the help of this church to make that happen, come forward and share it with us. But let's go, if we don't do anything else besides sing this song together, folks, let's go home, let's go, let's go show people in our homes and in our workplaces and in this community what love looks like. Let's let them see our love, not just hear about it. And if we can help you do that, we want to. While together we stand and sing, let us know how we can help.